Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Betty Boo is still doing the do, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus Speller and Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Pete Donaldson's not here. <laughs> Ooh. But Luke Morris. All right. Always start with the bad news and end with the good news. I don't know. You, you threw mm. me off there. I don't, know about, I don't know if you threw yourself off, but you certainly threw me off there. <laughs> well, let me bring I you all back. I was almost admitting to being Pete then. That's right. That's Ad- not, admitting. That's not... And ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> yeah, I throw my voice in every conversation right. we have. Yeah, yeah, Pete's away still, the little part-timer. Um, but he'll be back. Mm. Uh, he always yeah. is. He'll be scarred. That's right. He'll be frightened. Wherever... And he'll be nude, but he'll be back. Wherever he is, they'll get bored of him soon and realise that it's within their interest that they send him back. He's standing away till Newcastle win a game. That's right. Well, hope... <laughs> <laughs> hopefully the pur- for the purposes of this show, that's not true. Uh, there's been a rumour that Manuel Pellegrini... <laughs> is not going to be at Manchester City in the summer. Really? Mm, more than a rumour, Jim. I think it's fact, actually, now that mm. uh, Pep Guardiola's coming. Um, but Manchester City, they're not playing too well under Pellegrini at the moment. It's it's, it's fair to say. So the other rumour is that he's undermining City on purpose ahead of Guardiola's arrival. Sort of Europa League position sabotage. <laughs> 
Gwelby. I'd love to be able to say, you know, as a football fan for as long as I've been a football fan for, I mean, that, that wouldn't happen, would it? But it definitely would. <laughs> it definitely right. would happen. Who can prove it? All well. of a sudden, I don't know if you guys have, have sort of been keeping a close eye on this as, as me, but all of a sudden it seems like Man City are suddenly 15 points off the top. It's mad, yeah. But they won the opening five games or so. Do you remember? They were yeah. absolutely blistering and everyone yeah. was thinking, oh, yeah, it's obvious. They're going to walk it. Yeah. yeah, people saying, oh, well, this is Arsenal. It's title to lose kind of thing a few weeks ago what on earth is happening to Arsenal what is happening to Manchester City yeah mm. you know what is happening to them? well we don't have time to answer that right now <laughs> it's a football show but <laughs> we've got an hour yeah. not enough it's not weather with that no, but, we've got but loads we've... of stuff coming up on haircuts we well, ain't got time for that not, ain't nobody got time for no. that but we do have time to answer this if you could undermine an incoming manager how would you do it Jim well I would use the example of, of City um, now obviously the, the Etihad is a very big stadium City's training ground is a big stadium Pelle, uh, Pellegrini will know a lot of people there just out of pure you know just the numbers of this mean some of the people that work there some of the people that visit and do repairs and stuff like that they're going to be Man United fans what they've got is access to Man City's ground you know the, the training ground stuff like that so just a sort of a very gradual sort of like just attempt to play with his mind like one day there's just loads of pictures of him in the urinals and he doesn't know why mm. he gets out of the out of training or whatever and someone's changed the number plate on his car so it says Baldiola you know he keeps <laughs> keeps finding fish in his desk stuff like that yeah just a very sort of very clever silent war some so sort of were, insurgency so if you were the manager you would pay the possibly the staff or construction staff yeah. or whatever to I, do I'd that. make sure, I'd do my research I'd do my homework on, on the, the men make sure I could get the it's right inside men <laughs> it's like the cold war you, yeah you, exactly you pick your targets carefully yeah. do you very research so. on the men yeah Right. Well, I've got a lot of disposable income, yeah. you know, so okay. I get private detectives, I the give them it... positions at the club, I get them to sound out the staff, it... see who would do this. It was just the way it was worded. They, they, <laughs> may, may not, it can't be any worse at making City worse than they have been at making themselves better. Well, that exactly, that's, what, that's why they need to get an ex-City yeah. employee to do it for them. But you know the key thing, <laughs> but the risk, of sa- the risk of sounding sinister, uh, the way to pitch this to get it absolutely right, to actually undermine him properly, would be to do things to, to him that he doesn't fully understand yeah so not really obvious stuff little weird different stuff yeah so, not obvious things like a fish in a desk no no you don't want to do that but you, you, honestly Jim you want to instead of changing this car number plate to Baldiola I don't even know if this car number plate is Guardiola it sounds a bit weird if it would be but I, I think he'd get it I think regardless he would yeah I would move his car to like a different just a different space yeah and every day yeah mm. but then you've got to have access to his car keys and that's a lot harder I'm not I'm not saying it's unworkable it just it, you know this needs a lot of planning know your enemy mm you got to find out if you want. If you want to undermine the guy properly, you're going to have to find out where he keeps his car keys. Indeed. Mm. Well, it might be that the incoming Man United manager does all this anyway. So <laughs> it's true. <laughs> all right. What What would you do, Luke? I would replace um, every uh, pot of paint they used to paint the training ground lines mm-hmm. out with um, that vanishing spray that the referees use. <laughs> <laughs> so every time they try and do training, they turn up in the morning. Oh, where are all the lines gone? There's none there anymore. We can't do anything. But presumably, when they when they do the lines, when they walk off and go, we've done that job. What? No, it's gone. Yeah, they'll have to play knockout Wembley for, You'd the rest, have... for training with two cones for the rest of their lives. Or would that? Yeah, that would be great. But uh, can you get varying degrees of vanishing spray? So you can. St- so obviously the ones the referees use on in professional football they last what eight to ten seconds or whatever mm. it is the line, maybe more. Yeah. Can you get ones that if you spray a line it lasts for thirty minutes? I don't know, and yeah. I don't know why you're asking me. Well, yeah, why why do you answer. need that? Yeah. Well, because if he's saying you're going to spray out the whole pitch, so and then the next wow. morning... Now you're talking. It yes. is the way you wanted it. During a game... Uh, Jimmy, during, come on. During a game, you go one up, you you do the penalty area you're defending out of vanishing spray, which lasts for about 60 minutes. You see? It starts to disappear. No more mm. pens. That's it. Yeah. You can't you can't consider penalty. Uh, oh, it's been snowing now. in the box, yeah. so we can't have penalties. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. That's my answer anyway. Right. 
I, I admit the answer is underwhelming, given that it was me who thought of the question. <laughs> but there we go. Yeah, never thought I'd say this, but Pete is not here to save the day. No. Yeah, good question. Well, if I was uh, Manuel Pellegrini, on my last training session, I'd get all the players together and say, right, today we're playing Hunger Games. So Pet would have a depleted squad when he took over. What, you'd actually kill, kill players? Them all. You'd be killing and players? They'd kill On each telly. other. They'd kill each other. <laughs> You're just a puppet master. Yeah. Yeah. I, d- I didn't realise you were going to take it so literally. Yeah. Have you read the small print in yeah. your contract? <laughs> um, or I'd maybe graffiti everywhere. Manuel was here, especially in the manager's office. Spread rumours among the players that they hated each other. So by the time Pep turned up, he, he has to sort all that out. Get to the rumour mill going. Do leak to stories that? to the media. Yeah. None of these are uh, none of these are as convincing or as effective as purposely not qualifying for the Champions League, are they? No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not to say they won't also be engaged. That's true. Yeah, but we have to say something that's a little bit too ridiculous and fantasy so people uh, don't true, accuse us of, of suggesting that uh, certain things are happening in real life. Um, I think Pete's got the points. Yeah, that's fair. And that's a hat trick for him. Is it? No, we can't have him then. <laughs> I'd rather Jim Adam. <laughs> uh, I think Manuel Pellegrini Needs has got the, the points. points. Well, he hasn't, has he? That's <laughs> he the point. Yeah, he's got one. Well, he's got the points this week. All right, now let's move no, on. He hasn't the... got one. He lost. What am I talking about? <laughs> let's... <laughs> let's move on to the Premier League. Um, the first derby we're going to talk about is the Tynan Weir derby. Why? And uh, Big Mitrovic got the equaliser. Oh. Pete in his hotel room was loving that. The new Shearer. Ah. The new Shearer. I tell you what, they needed that desperately because it was vital that they didn't lose that game because if yeah. they'd lost that game, they'd have been in serious trouble. Especially it, given what well, Norwich... I mean, they're in trouble anyway. Especially given what Norwich did. Well, that's right. And um, I, I, I don't know, I want to be the first to point out on the show that Rafa Benitez was spotted wearing South Park socks. Yeah, that was really fantastic. Odd. Really? For a derby. That is quite interesting. Fantastic. He was wearing South Park themed socks. Yeah. A few people were, um, there's a bit of confusion over the specific character. Yeah. But they were definitely South Park themed. But um, I was really uh, disappointed with Newcastle, actually, I have to say. Yeah. I know they've not been great this season. I know that. Um, Sunderland probably shaded it. They did. They did. I think Newcastle haven't done anything really this season to suggest they would put in an amazing performance. But I thought, you know, the feel good factor will be back at the club with Benitez being there. They're going to be at home. The atmosphere is going to be pumping. They haven't mm. beaten Sunderland for ages. I just, I was just very disappointed with how flat they were. Mm. I really was. Yeah. Is that, think, is that fair? I know. I think it's very fair. And Defoe coming back into the side, you thought to yourself, "This is the type of game yeah. where he gets a goal," and of course he did. Yeah. I mean, despite them being a bit flat, though, they did do well to get <laughs> get in that. You know, in in the past or in the very recent past, their heads would have gone and they would have just accepted another defeat. But you know, Rafa Benitez has clearly instilled some kind of steel. It's going to take a while to you know to smelt it. Yeah. But I mean, um, ultimately, it was a good result for Norwich. Mm. This was oh I mean, fantastic! Uh, yeah, you can ask. Yeah, I mean, Norwich now out of the relegation zone. They're on, they're on twenty eight points. Although Sunderland and Newcastle have games in hand, but they're on twenty six and twenty five. And the way they're playing, you wouldn't imagine that they would capitalise on that. Perhaps I mean, Sunderland have a better goal difference than Newcastle, seven goals better off, which. You'd be surprised if, if Mitrovic doesn't get, yeah. If 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 that <laughs> isn't that overhauled that much, really. Do you see how many goals Shearer got though? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> they've got the new one. He exactly. might get more. They're not. They're not worried about the goal scoring. They, well, Mitrovic has got that covered. Well, got speaking of new covered. Shearers, Harry Kane said he loved Shearer's record, didn't Indeed, he? Indeed, more likely. Yeah, yes. more likely, but still, fair. still quite premature yeah. by him. In fact, it's it's more likely that Harry Kane will get those goals for Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, than the Mitrovic will. Oh, how much did Mitrovic love that? Oh. He is a proper raggy so-and-so. He certainly is. Did you like the uh, pitch invader? Oh, yeah. my goodness. It, it was a great kind of pitch invader because he was that joyous sort of like puppy-like pitch invader with just no plan. No, no plan. No, no plan and yeah. what's more, no awareness. <clears throat> um, despite, if he's a Newcastle fan, he's probably witnessed quite a few of these over the years. Yeah. No memory or awareness that the pitch is watered. Yeah. And you've got those studs 
on. You've yeah. got no stars. What I find funny is if it's a if it's a fan in tracksuit bottoms, a young sixteen year old lad or something, and the occasion gets to him, he's like, "Oh my goodness!" and runs on. Yeah. That's a that's a fully grown man, well into his middle aged, yeah. wearing a short sleeve shirt. <laughs> you get, yeah, <laughs> you get the impression as well though that he didn't. Could be someone's father, Jim. Indeed, certainly. But you get the impression that he. Didn't, will never remember making that decision. It was no. just happening. He was yeah. just suddenly doing it. And he will now never... Will he, am I right in saying he'll never be able to go to St. Joseph's Park again, will he? Because it's, it's a ban, isn't it? it well, I don't know. I, th- I he imagine it's all circumstantial. He's not got away, has he? <laughs> <laughs> He's not got away. I'll tell you what, though. He might be in the squad. He might have gone in with them and just not noticed. <laughs> They'll get kicked out of the league for it. But he says it's quite like cherry shame. I don't remember bringing him on. Am I, am I the only one? He's in dis- good shape compared to some of these guys, though. Am I the only one disappointed that he was wearing a shirt at all? A short sleeve one. Yeah. No, but he I, shouldn't have been wearing anything. In, in, in a cold in, mark. Yeah, that's a sort of ironic hipster gesture in Newcastle, I would think, he wearing should- a short sleeve shirt. I, I, I think Slaught. that the guys who um, who go topless at, at Newcastle, and I don't mean this in an unfair way, they're struggling to get over those barriers, aren't they? Those types. Yeah. So it, 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 they are, though, aren't they? They are. They are. I, I worry for those blokes. I don't know. Um, yeah. I worry they're for those struggling guys. to get out of swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I worry for those guys when global warming comes. What are they going to do? Just put loads of jumpers on to show how hard they are. <laughs> Yeah, they have to go the opposite. Yeah. Just sat there sweating, absolutely boiling hot, sweat pouring off. Wrapped them. up in loads of Sports Direct goods, infusing water. Yeah, just Sports Direct Newcastle onesies, yeah. woolly hats down there over their eyes. Yeah, maybe see through so you can see the tattoos. Oh, that'd be a cling film. Loads of cling yeah, films. They, they cook and you can see the bin tats. bags, bin bags as well. I, I I like the idea. I have to say, I like the idea that Mitrovic embraced the pitch invader. Yeah, it's yeah. A, the pitch at least the pitch because often man after his own for heart. Obvious, yeah, for obvious reasons they they, they shun. But Mitrovic ran towards him and nearly took him out. Yeah, that pic, that picture. If you haven't seen that it's picture great. of Mitrovic in midair and the, and the and the supporters sort of sliding yeah. under him, it is fantastic. It's up there with Brucey diving off the boat, isn't it? Oh, it, oh, yeah. it is. It is. <laughs> but um, I, is it fair? To, we we shouldn't really encourage pitch invasion, should we? No, I don't, I don't think anyone listens to us. I don't think anyone <laughs> is or isn't invading a pitch because of what we think. No, but I'm just saying you got. No, got, 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 no got, we're not. We, I, I think. I don't think we've encouraged that, have we? No, maybe not. I'm not sure. It's, you know, it's an excellently captured for pho- photograph, is what I was saying. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, but I like I like the fact that Mitrovic embraced it. Yeah, I think that um, if anything, he's going to encourage more people if he if he if he, if he carries on doing that, um, because generally the players tend to sort of shy away. Don't they? I don't like yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Because because partly because my theory about this has been this way for a while is because. You don't know who they are? No, but it's not just that though, mate. It's, it's when, when pitch invaders come in and get involved in the celebration. You see it happen quite a lot when a player goes to celebrate with four or five other players in the corner. Yeah. And then you'll see it coming to camera shot will be two or three fans. Yeah. But the problem those fans have, and I'd like to make an appeal to them now actually, yeah. is they're too aggressive. Yeah. They, they, they invade personal space. They're yeah. too aggressive. They need to be a bit more respectful. And if they did, I think they'd find themselves a little bit more welcome. Like that guy that was kissing Divock Origi exactly. in Liverpool exactly. a while ago. Like, too really much. passionately and well, angry. pat him on the head time. really hard. Yeah. And in, Actually, in some places, that's a really offensive thing, isn't it? I think so. To, to do that. So you've got to be careful with that. Yeah, at, at worst, offensive. At best, very annoying. Yeah. That was such a strange game. There was a foul throw in the game as well. What? From Yedlin. An awful foul yeah. throw. 
a lot of incident. It despite like not, he, he nothing really happening. Foot, he lifted his foot. He threw it sort of in front of his chin, didn't he? It was that low down. His <laughs> the, face. Um, the one thing that sticks in my mind from that game as well was that the Sunderland defending was so bad. It was so uh, physical. Mm. They were very, very lucky, especially the, the game was at St James's Park. They were very lucky not to get to get away of not giving away. Mm. I think at least two penalties. Yeah. Um, company. I'm um, not company. Sorry, Cabal particularly. Very, very mm. handsy. Very physical. Yeah. Pushing a limit. And I think the referee had probably decided fairly early on he wasn't going to give anything unless it was nailed on. One of them yeah. knock Mitrovic out. Exactly. Yeah, it was, oh it God, was very Cole. aggressive. He was not having that, was he? He was. He just wanted to come back on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were like, look, you've you've just been knocked out cold and you've been lying on the pitch and we're yeah, lucky you're, that you're alive. Lucky you just before you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> After yeah. You, go, you can't go on. He wasn't having any of it. No. Yeah. Do you remember that Uruguayan player, the defender in the World Cup? Who came off and he and he got up and he nearly fell over. He was that dizzy yeah, and they were yeah. going, "No, you're coming." And he was fighting them. I'm staying yeah. on. That's I saw incredible. I saw a really interesting. Um, uh, I forget which program it was on now. A bit of science, a science program about um, the gum shields that are being developed for rugby players. Yeah, where um, if they get hit in the head, mm. the the um, the physio or the doctor goes over to them and if they flash up um, red, they've got concussion. And oh, if right. the gum oh, wow. green, they haven't got concussion. And it's to do with the blood flow to the brain and stuff oh, like okay. that. And that's been developed. So uh, maybe they can roll it out for a lot of sports. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. I think in uh, some parts of America, I know they used to, I don't know if they still do, but in some states, at some levels of... Uh, of football, they they have to wear gum shields. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, mm. there's 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 been a mo- there's been a movement. Uh, it's not really made made much ground, but there has been a sort of um, speculative movement about making kids under the age of a certain maybe under the age of sixteen because it's very very um, keenly played soccer mm. in in the US at that age uh, to make them wear those skull cap type Peter Check yeah. type helmets as well. Oh, right, because they're worried about their heads clashing and stuff like that. Mm. Mm. Interesting, interesting. Mm. A sort of wider point on Newcastle. A friend of mine who supports Newcastle who who isn't Pete um, made the point to me over the weekend, and this is really interesting. Do you know who uh, Newcastle's first choice centre-backs were the last time they were relegated? Who? Tell me. Colacini and Stephen Taylor. Oh, really? Which is exactly who they are now. My well, did, 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 did Bemba play at the weekend? Um... Oh, yeah, of course, and Ben would be in there. All right, maybe not first choice, but at least regular, sort of a regular centre-back partnership. But interestingly enough, Norwich have still got... Norwich have got to play Newcastle and Sunderland, haven't they, yeah. still? So they, play, they play Newcastle next. At, at Carrow Road. Yeah, the relegation race is hotting up. The title race has been so brilliant that we're sort of maybe neglecting this a bit. It's well, always it's always a brilliant part of the season. There's na- there's narrative everywhere on the, in, in the league because obviously Arsenal and Spurs st- they're still. I mean, Arsenal's still in the title race. Mm. So you've got yeah. Arsenal and Spurs, great rivals, still tr- trying to finish first. You've got Manchester United and Manchester City battling out over fourth. There, I know there are other teams involved in all this. Of course, West yeah. Ham are, are in there as well. And then down the bottom, Sunderland and Newcastle. So yeah. great rivals yeah. you know, and, all and, over there. And, and if you got, so presumably then, if you're saying that uh, you think Arsenal are still in the title race and if they win their game in hand, they'll be eight points off it. Yeah. This is addressed to you, Marcus, because you said it. Um, so does that mean you think that Crystal Palace are in the relegation battle then? Indeed because I they're do. only seven points off it. Indeed I do. I mean, Newcastle, uh, they're obviously down there, Sunderland and Norwich. I mean, Norwich, Norwich's next three games, as you rightly say, Newcastle at home, Palace away and Sunderland at home, which is very interesting indeed. Their toughest games left to play are away to Arsenal, home to Manchester United and away to Everton, mm. which, you know, you'd still you fancy them, maybe. Yeah. I mean, that's how tough they're running. In Newcastle, they're at home to Southampton, Southampton going very well, home to Manchester City, away to Liverpool, home to Spurs. So you'd probably say Newcastle got slightly tougher running. Have you seen Palace's fixtures? Well, yeah. I mean, Sunderland I was going to move on to. They've got Leicester at home, Arsenal at home, away to Stoke and at home to Chelsea. Mm. You know, but Palace, yeah, go away to West Ham. Mm. Then they play Norwich, yeah, and that's a six pointer, yeah, because they're probably not going to beat West Ham. That's right. Then they're away to Arsenal and away to Man United, yeah. 
And do you know where they go on the third last day of the season? Newcastle. Away to Newcastle. Yes. Oh. I'd, say, I'd love to see Pardew's programme notes after that. Can you imagine it? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Dearie me. Uh, Mike Ashley was asked in a rare interview. Uh, uh, was He's it, done a few rare interviews of late. Yeah. Far too many for them to be rare, in my mm, view. True. We, we want them to be rare. We want them to stay rare. Uh, he was asked if he would stick with Newcastle if they were relegated, and he replied, I've got no choice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in a way you do. Uh, I am wedded <laughs> do to you want. I'm wedded to Newcastle like Sports Direct. They've got me and I've got them. That's just the way it is. Oh dear. Yeah. Ooh, so don't worry, God. Newcastle. <laughs> what a horrific well, he, hostage situation this has become. He did say he did say that he would stick around until they won a trophy, didn't he? Or or finish in the Champions League. Yeah. Yeah. How's that how's that going? <laughs> it's not going so well. No, it's not, is it? Yeah, as Pete said, there's the Championship League. I was yeah, I was so un- I was so disappointed with him on Sunday, I really was. I thought they I I, I felt in my bones they would win. I really did. Yeah, I did too. Oh dearie me. I do not. But credit to Sunderland, I mean, this, this, yeah. this feeds back into what we were talking about. Sunderland, I think maybe the show before the last one when we said um I think I said that I, I'd fancy Sunderland to, to, to beat the drop because they've got Allardyce and he's never been relegated and he's a good manager experience. Mm-hmm. And then Benitez came in, but then one of you guys, I forget who it was, came back to me and said, oh yeah, but they've got Defoe. Sunderland's got Defoe and he mm. will score goals. And he did again. Yeah, he did. And I think he's got 15 this season. Yeah, he's what? Is he 32, 33 now? Certainly pushing on. But he's a very, very um, experienced Premier League goal yeah. scorer at that level. Yeah. But they didn't win the game. They didn't. Well, this has been the problem, isn't it? We spoke about this with the games against Southampton and against Palace as well, and they're not closing those out. So there always is a point of the season where someone absolutely has to step up and win games above the level they've been playing all season. And when that starts happening, if they keep dropping these points, they're doomed. A lovely little uh, story of this season in microcosm is that Sunderland, the, 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 game, the only game Sunderland have won in the league in recent memory is against Man United. <laughs> <laughs> who they beat 2-1 that's great isn't it oh dearie me uh, we're going to talk about uh, Crystal Palace and Leicester after this so good <laughs> very good very good so good hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Leicester beat Crystal Palace 1-0 they away. Did. And as we say, Palace have been dragged into a relegation scrap. And it's it's really not looking good. I mean, this was a side. Earlier on in the season, they were flying. <clears throat> Pardew was loving life. There was there was talk of him being the next England manager and all the rest of it. They were ha- they had serious ambitions of maybe even getting the Europa League place. Now look at them. They are what are they? Seven points off the relegation zone. Mm-hmm. Seven points. Mm. I mean, we all we all laugh at Pete and his hatred of Alan Pardew and stuff because it is funny to see him get so worked up. But the the, the slide thing, the Pardew slide, is a very astute point. This has yeah. happened at every club he's been to, and if he can't arrest it, what are they going to do? Like, let's let's say they do stay up because you know there's a, there's a lot of football to go in terms of the relegation battle yet, and they they, they will probably have enough. But <laughs> what then about next season? For it to have started so well and slid so mm. rapidly, and the pattern to be for this to happen, and then the rot to set set in and it all to explode. What what the Palace do? Do they have a decision there? Are they going to mm. they going to look elsewhere? Because it's 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 just crazy. It's like there are two different Alan Pardews, and one of them's a brilliant manager, and one of them's just not interested. I think he's just. A, I think he's a victim of his own hubris. I think you know it's a, it's a character trait he clearly shows. I don't know the guy personally, but it's easy to see for a mile off the type of character he is. And I, I honestly think around Boxing Day, we t- we talked about that crazy fact around Boxing Day that, he, that they're on the same points total as Spurs on yeah. Boxing Day. Yeah. They've not won a game in 2016 in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he thought he cracked it. I think he just. I think Pardew was a type of character. I think he thought I've got this cracked. I've got yeah. this cracked, no problem. This it, time I've got it cracked. Yeah, and and, yeah. <laughs> and the worrying thing is, and people, a lot's been made about his program notes. And for those of you who haven't um, heard or read them, I'll just read you the first couple of paragraphs. Just mm. I think it's yeah, important because yeah. part of a wider point. Yeah. Um, obviously, the program notes that a manager has to put in the program every game. Um, and generally, he uses them. In my experience, I've what I've seen to welcome the away team to the to say what season they're having and how they're enjoying playing them, and then a bit of an update from around the club. Pardew uses um, the program notes to say this. He says, Claudio Ranieri and his players deserve unbelievable credit for establishing a five-point lead. And while the stars have aligned to get them to this point, ridiculous. To, while the stars are aligned to get them to this point in the season with very few injuries, the top team is falling well short and some tight games going their way. I mean, he's, I suppose he's not that wrong. But They've earned the right to be where they are now. Oh, right. really? You sure? <laughs> uh, unlike Leicester, we have been unfortunate to lose key players at, for long periods while the fine margins that decide the games in this league have also gone against us too often. That says to me that he's not only as... He sort of thought he had it cracked. No, he hasn't. It says to me he's deflecting, and that's mm. not what you want at this mm. stage of the uh, stage of the season. Absolutely. At all. Well, as for Leicester themselves, I mean, 
My goodness, Jim. My go- the fans stayed behind at yeah. uh, Sellers Park and were singing, we're going to win the league. Now, I, that's great to see. I hope that's not one of those things where at the end of the season we look at that footage and go, ah. What could have been. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, you know, it, it really is crunch time. They, they're grinding out the 1-0 wins. Now, again, I don't know whether that's good or bad. I don't know whether that's Ranieri going, right, we're a bit tired. Let's let's uh, you know hit them early, mm. and not then they haven't always scored early. But let's hit them early. Let's go at them. Let's get the goal. Let's get in front. And and obviously, as it, as uh, tradition would suggest, let's be a bit Italian like and just shut up shop. And and that's fine. They're getting one nil wins. But then Palace hit the ball off the bar right at the end of yeah. the game. If that that then suddenly the it's stars aligned. The, star- the bars aligned rather. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see what I mean, though? It, yeah. it can go wrong, and, it, and it's, it is, it's, it's crunch time. In, in the post-match press conference, Ranieri was told, though, um, that a local butcher had named a sausage after him containing fennel, garlic, chilli, and a hint of Champions League. <laughs> I am the sausage man, Ranieri proclaimed. <laughs> you yeah. got to love Ranieri. Yeah, yeah. Well, you do, but maybe this is it, isn't it? If he's, they're getting the 1-0 wins, and he's running around going, I am the sausage man. <laughs> this, this is That's over. when it starts. Yeah. when it starts. <laughs> But you, let, oh, where it ends, rather. Leicester, Leicester's fixtures. I mean, they're at home to Southampton on that's, Sunday. That's a tough one. It, it is. is given that what well, they just didn't get to Liverpool. Yeah. They'd be confident on that. Um, and then they play Sunderland away. And, and and after that, they're at home to West Ham. Now, the, the, the Sunderland and West Ham games are interesting mm. because both those teams realistically are going to need to win those games. Yeah. So that says to me that that plays into Leicester's hands because Leicester can afford to play on the break. Yeah. yeah. And so that if you if you if you see, see them getting six points out of those three games, they're then going to be a position where they've got 72 points with four games left. Yeah. And depending on what Spurs <laughs> do... You were talking about 79 ages yeah. ago, we were going, all right, mate. Yeah, but they, they'll be on 72. And, 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 and that means they'll probably be about... If they're still five points clear with four games left, you have to say that's that then. It's done. No, you can't say it's done. You can't done. say it's done until it's done. I mean, they've, they've still got Man United away, and they're a funny side. Yeah, and they've United. still got Chelsea as well. Yeah. And, you know, we were saying before, they've, they've you know, on paper they've got the, the you know... Tottenham have got uh, better goal difference as well, by the way. Yeah, of course. So we were saying before that, you know, Leicester have the, the best running on paper because they've only got a game a week, you know, not in Europe and blah, 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 blah. But as you say, you know, those those teams really fighting for their lives. Though that could play into Leicester's hands, also that that commitment might just mean that, they, you know, they, they fly into Leicester and give them a give them the sort of game they're not expecting and it could actually you know just blunt them has Ranieri is he lying to his players is he saying right guys we're still second or third and the journal, <laughs> the journalists will come up to you and start asking you what's it like to be top of the table yeah, don't don't, don't listen to those lies and don't look at the table it will just confuse you yeah. <laughs> but you've got you've got to understand Maybe that's it you two have both got to understand though that the Spurs next two games are Liverpool away and May United at home yeah yeah so there's no there's no Not, guarantee nothing to understand yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, th- the thing is if I mean if Leicester were to get a draw at Southampton. That's that's not a terrible result. Is it but, Leicester? Is it? Uh, well, wherever it is, yeah. if it's a draw, it's not a terrible result for Leicester. No, Leicester but play that, King Power against Southampton. Right. Yeah, yeah. But what that means is then that motivates Spurs a little bit more. They chip away yeah. at that lead, so they become a lot more dangerous. They mm-hmm. they become a, a a bigger prospect, and that that you know that uh, sense of 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 fear, I suppose, will creep into them but foxes. Spurs play um, Liverpool before Leicester play Southampton. Mm. So if if Spurs don't get the result they need at Anfield on Saturday night, yeah. Leicester will know they can go. They have an opportunity to go eight points clear. Yeah, mm. I mean, and they're at home to Southampton. Southampton are a decent team. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, come on. But, yeah, they, I mean, well, the, the the league table, well, it does lie as we know. But Leicester <laughs> are clearly better than Southampton. Leicester could could do with smashing but, someone. Though, but I, I think I think that that I don't think they'll do that there. Mm. I, I think that Leicester 
quite clearly have created, and Ranieri will have created this, a relaxed atmosphere. We talked about that last time with the quotes from Ogazaki saying that Vardy's always joking and Mahrez is a relaxed character and, and all the rest of it. And, uh, and this feeds into this as well. The Leicester physio, Dave Rennie, uh, is quite uh, is quite lively on Twitter. We said last week, follow Ronald Koeman. Well, maybe old Dave Rennie's worth a follow as well because he, he informs the public of his p- uh, opinion on the away dressing rooms most weeks. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. um, and apparently Crystal Palace have the Worst away dressing room in the league, according to Rennie. Uh, he, he regularly tweets, as I say, matched uh, on match days with the hashtag away dressing rooms, showing us a little look behind the scenes, Jim. He wasn't impressed with what he called the prison toilets at Everton. And at Watford, he tweeted, another soulless cold away dressing room. But uh, what does he expect? <laughs> Don't know. It's like, has he seen that Mogwai account, the Mogwai hotel reviews, where no. the band Mogwai just review everywhere they stay? It's quite funny because it's really weird and incongruous. Maybe he's just ripping that off. But it, I, it sounds like he expects that, to get like a really golden welcome at all these away grounds. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> clearly the away, the away dressing room at Everton, which is a very old stadium, is not going to be welcoming, is it? Well, it's the prison toilets he had a particular beef with. Pipe down, Dave. Describe Norwich's away dressing room as bland. Bland. <laughs> bland. Yeah, I love a, that. What, what sort of level of luxury is expected? I've no idea because I, I think Luke, you've also been in the say like the dressing rooms at Wembley. Yeah, you, you wouldn't describe them as particularly colourful. That you got the lockers, no, you got the benches. Mean, what more do you want? I mean, they're very nice. Yeah. They're quite opulent, but they're, they're neutral in terms of colour. Well, the only the only the only dressing rooms I've been in which have been. Uh, pretty impressive. The Milan one, which I spoke about last week, the leather chairs and all this, and Madrid's one was was quite. But, but you're talking about traditionally two of the best sides. It, in, it'd in be the interesting to know because I know that, for example, I think I think I'm right saying Brian Clough at Forest, he was very pointedly enthusiastic about the away dressing room being bad, like being terrible, yeah. being yeah. cold. Barry Fry being was like small. that, yeah. And I think uh, Chelsea under Ken Bates, it was similar as well. Ken Bates okay. was very much. Um, into all that sort of stuff. He never used to let them have like nice chairs on the bench because he used to say, oh, players shouldn't be happy to sit on the bench and all that yeah. stuff. Mm. So it'd be interesting to know what the laws are uh, around the game on, on the way dressing rooms. Could you, could you, could you, um, I don't know, paint all the walls black mm. and just, just have, have a... like one light bulb in the middle and make it really, really horrible well, for Well, Barry Fry used to whack the, the, the temperature up uh, during the warmer months. Yeah. You know, obviously temperature down during the yeah. winter uh, flickering light bulbs all that kind of stuff Barry Fry but you had away team saying that just made us more determined you know? yeah. he said to himself I don't know whether it gave us an advantage or not yeah well what a successful football chairman Barry Fry was <laughs> everyone, everyone talks about Barry Fry he's revered he never, never won anything I, I'm not one of them no it's fair I enough just, it was right. an example that was worth bringing to the table but didn't then. Leicester physio Dave Rennie um, do a tweet with uh, Robert Hood getting a haircut <laughs> that was good yeah. Yeah, he tweeted uh, as you say saying <coughs> the head of rock is cut but not hurt Hashtag Dad blockhead. <laughs> so are we not going to talk about his shirt? That was amazing. Yeah. I cannot. Oh, yeah. I've never, ever seen that before. I've never seen that. Well, watching it back again, um, Huth did clearly sort of help to make it happen by positioning his body, knowing it would happen. Yeah. But how you can not see that as a penalty is, is incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Well, the referee's obviously not seen it. Yeah. It's, well, if it's... I thought he looked like he did see it. Okay. And I think he just thought of his oh, oh, isn't that funny type thing. But I, I know what you mean. If the referee looks around and sees the shirt on the ground, he's got no way of knowing what's happened. Yeah. But between him and the assistant referee, they should have seen that. Oh. Surely Huth should have been booked for taking his shirt off. <laughs> <That'd be laughs> no, no, no. It? Was it Delaney that did it? Or no, was it was Dan. Dan. Dan, yeah. Dan should have been booked for taking his <laughs> shirt off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would have been brilliant. Quite brilliant. Um, how about this, eh? Former Leicester City goalkeeper, Peggy Arpexad. We all remember him. Mm. He's finally responded, ladies and gentlemen. He's finally responded to an ongoing rumour. We can put this to bed now, no pun intended. I didn't even know this was happening. Peggy said, I haven't made any porn films, okay? 
I don't do that. I work for a sports insurance company. That's what I do. Put that in your paper. I don't do porn films, just insurance, okay? <laughs> Uh, is that, quite is, the contrast. Pete Donaldson, are you behind this? Is that isn't a come and get me please at the porn industry. <laughs> I don't know what is. <laughs> well, former Arsenal player Johan Juru has been, uh, he's been chagging in front of the camera. Has he really? He has, yeah, yeah. He's an executive producer for the French film NOLA Circus and appears as himself in a scene where he has an erotic dream. Mm. The lady in the scene is his wife, though. She's wearing an Arsenal shirt, apparently. During the scene, he's made a strange video that's not a million miles away from that before. Is that right? I like to. See, but this is an actual film. This is not actually a naughty film. This when is a comedy to, film. But when you said to Jim, he's wearing an Arsenal shirt. Jim, look on Jim's face was like he didn't know whether to be happy or unhappy about that. <laughs> I still don't know how to process that. <laughs> Barely registered in my mind. If you are interested in Nola Circus or Nola Circus, the, the, the film is set in 1960s New Orleans and focuses on tensions between rival barbers. Does it? Sounds like a classic. Great. I'll look out I mean, for he, it. He was injured a lot, Giroud, and I, th- I think more injured players should do stuff like that. Yeah. Keep busy. Keep yourself yeah, exactly. busy. Yeah, exactly. Write a weird screenplay. Presumably, Eddie Murphy plays at least three um, of the people in the <laughs> yeah. barbershop. Before we move on from, from the Leicester game, yeah. um, Danny Murphy said something quite nice on Match of the Day 2, which was Come around... and get me, Villa. <laughs> I'm what you need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Play I'll tell you what, that's come round again. <laughs> He's getting the team he now. now. Yeah. He'd walk in there on his hands now. <laughs> and um, he very much walk, would walk. I got pelters for that at the time. Mm. They, they're crying out for Danny Murphy again. Oh. Comes around. You can probably welcome those pelters back now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get, I'll get, I'll get pelters again when they are suddenly doing really well in the championship in about December time. Yeah. Um, Go on. He said, he said around um, Leicester were in the championship. He, I, he, well, he actually didn't actually say this, but what I took from it, what he was implying, was mm. that look, of course Leicester are going to win the title. We've just been conditioned to think they won't because they're not like Man United or because they're not Man yeah. City or because they're not Chelsea. Yeah. They're playing by far the best football. They're, mm. they're winning the most games. They're miles ahead. And also, yeah. I, I thought that was quite an interesting point because I think the only reason people are saying, um, you know, saying that they may not do it is because it's Leicester. And even Gary Lineker, who I happen to rate quite highly as a pundit, yeah, I know yeah, he doesn't get a chance true. to yeah, pundit yeah. that much on Match of the Day, but on Twitter and stuff, he, because he likes Leicester and because mm. he supports them and all this other stuff, he, he still couldn't bring himself to say that they were going to do it. No, I, but, I, every, I, I, but Arsenal no, but fans I, and Spurs fans. No, but what I think is yeah. that everyone is so, every neutral person who loves football is so crying out for it. They don't want to imagine but, it's going to happen yeah. because it yeah. because it will be so big. Yeah, they don't yeah, want to sort of jinx it. Do you know what I mean? They don't want to let themselves That's believe exactly and then right. be disappointed. Exactly they want right. to be able to say, oh, well, you know, it was never going to be like well, this. Well, Lineker wrote an interesting piece and described it as, and this is certainly a claim. Obviously, you couldn't, do your own research, but I, I would side with him, or certainly think about that, is if Leicester do it, it'll be the greatest achievement in the history of team sport. It's hard to say that. It's hard yeah. to know. because you It is hard you, to know, but it's certainly a suggestion, let's which talk, isn't stupid. One thing we do know, though, the one thing we do know is that is the sport we talk about regularly, which is football, and our own lifetimes, there's no way you can argue, certainly to my knowledge, that any other team in our lifetime in football has done what this could have. The only thing be. we could compare it to, and actually we said this about Atletico Madrid if they if they'd won the Champions League, um, is Greece uh, when they won Euro two thousand. Well, actually, I, actually, Denmark ninety two. Yeah, but I still think that's easier because it's a cup. Com- it's a cup competition. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that one's one's more impressive than the other, but um, they're, well, no, the they're both is so more ridiculously impre- amazing. No, well, well one is more impressive than the other because the league is more impressive than a cup win because the league is over is, thirty eight games or whatever. It is. To, to win a major tournament, and I understand Greece, and I understand there's a lot of yeah. better teams at the time. That's only what seven games. I think, yeah. six, I think it might be six, six games in the six. Euros. I mean, the contexts are different, but still, this is thirty-eight games. I mean, it's very, very hard to. I mean, and the other thing about it is, before we move on from this title chat, yeah. I was going to say, um, the, 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 on the form table, I think 
I think Spurs only have two points better form than Leicester in the last 10 games. Yeah. And that's not enough. Yeah. It's not enough to overhaul them. Well, and, and, and also, we keep saying, you know, that the, the league table doesn't lie. The best team win the league. There's yeah, no two ways about of course, that. Of course. There is no two ways about that. Whereas the best team doesn't always win the tournament. No, that's true. That's also true. Yeah. And, and yeah. so I find often the best team comes fourth. <laughs> <laughs> well, Manchester City are in pole position for that. Um, and talking of City, they lost 1-0 at home to Manchester United. Yeah, let's move away from the title race Yeah, to the Manchester Derby. <laughs> that's right. Marcus Rashford, eh? another marvellous oh, Marcus. What a finish. What a mature finish. The youngest well. Manchester Derby scorer in the Premier League era. I mean, the way he roasted Di Michaelis and, and took that goal yeah. was absolutely magnificent. Di Michaelis had a horrible time, didn't he? He actually looked really jittery and, and kind of nervous. And yeah. there must be, there must come a point as a player where if you are getting a bit older and suddenly the game seems a lot harder than it was, where that that undermines your own confidence. And like, can you imagine how horrible that must feel in front of tens of thousands of yeah. fans and you got those butterflies in your stomach I and think, you know um, it's not it's not happening for you? I think the Pellegrini was negligent with that selection. I, th- I think. Mm. I think there's, it's impossible to make an argument. Pellegrini sees Di Michaelis every day in training, right? He knows that Rashford's going to play up front. He knows that because Rashford is this local boy. He's quick. He suits perfectly what they want to do in that in that game. So Pellegrini, I think, it's my contention that Pellegrini can know pretty sure, or be pretty sure, sorry, that um, that Rashford's going to play. I think he's got to play. I think Pellegrini's got to play that um, that young centre-back who played against Chelsea in the Cup because he's got pace. He's, he's hungry. But we do not think Dima Chan is with the experience. But the experience, Marcus, was absolutely irrelevant in, in the context because the first thing Dima Chalice did, and it was for the goal, was he um, he dived in because he was scared of, of Rashford's pace. He couldn't shepherd him. He couldn't do anything about it. And he thought, I've got a nip this in the bud. And he couldn't. He was even too slow to do that. And five minutes after that, he gave away a blatant penalty, which mm. wasn't given because he just could not handle it. And, 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 and it's a slightly separate issue, but how Man City are in this state where they haven't got any good central <laughs> defenders when Vincent Company isn't there? With the money they've spent is criminal. Well, they would have mm. they would have backed Mangala to come good and yes. they obviously spent big on Otamendi. But it's a gamble though because neither of those well, players... Well, it's always a gamble signing a player. But you can limit the gamble by signing a Premier League experience defender because it's important it's a completely different league to Spain to, mm. to France to Italy um, for a number of different reasons they'd be better off spending half that money on and, going, and, going, and got Ashley Williams he's mm. not He's not. probably not going to win you the Champions League as a defender mm. but he's going to keep you solid Ball. especially when Vincent Company's not around yeah exactly that's the position you're talking about isn't it it's not the guy that's going to lead the line for the whole se- or you know lead the defence for the whole season it's going to be that guy that comes in and is absolutely solid when depended on and yeah that's I mean as you say it's always a risk getting players from abroad but you know those players they are they are a premium aren't they and it, it's it's easier said than done to, to, to get them so, mm. so they, they, they seem to they seem to be happy to go and get um, strikers who are already Premier League um, yeah. experienced. In, in, in which weirdly of, hasn't worked. Yeah, yeah. Bonnet, which, which, I mean, work. but but when it comes to defenders, I mean, it's so much of a gamble. And I know Vincent Company been injured so often; is maybe they couldn't have foreseen that. But it, it just looks so bad; it really does. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's bad times for Manchester City. I mean, Manchester United are only one point off them. Uh, West Ham are only one point behind them. And they've lost Hart and Sterling. Could be out for you know up to four weeks, maybe. It isn't isn't looking good at all. Um, but Manchester United, they are very much in in, in the race for fourth now. And an El Pais in in Spain came out with this. Apparently, Jose Mourinho signed a pre contract agreement to become the next Man United coach. I'm what? sure you've all seen that. Why are they Why are these all coming out from different newspapers around? Is it because um, Mendes or something is briefing them? Or well, something? possibly, quite possibly. Yeah, it's interesting that. Yeah. Um, and we mentioned a few times before that are Manchester City now the biggest club in Manchester, academy-wise and all the rest of it? Yes, of course, history-wise, Manchester United will always have that kind of draw for certain players to sign. But 
this is what it comes to. Nicky Butt said, Manchester City do have a fantastic training complex, but Manchester United will still give youngsters a chance to play first-team football. And I thought, you know, it, it's coming to that. That Dickie yeah. Butler said, well, we'll play you. And also, the point is... I understand the point he means. Yeah. No, but we were saying that a couple of weeks ago that, you know, you know, this seems to be pretty common knowledge that the best young players are actually going to City's academy at the moment. Yeah. So, you know, that it's a claim that may well be short-lived. So, I, I just think in, in terms of the derby itself, I mean, I talk about potentially playing a young centre-back ahead of Di Michaelis because you could sort of see what was going to happen with Di Michaelis. I mean, Man United have played... They've played young players this season in important games. I mean, they're playing Lingard, they're playing Rashford, they've played Varela at times, they've played yeah. um, Fosu who came on, I and mean, they, they, they won the game. So, but isn't there an argument, though, that because, you know, th- these players are so untested, you, just, you simply don't know what you're going to get with them, and it's kind of it's, it's kind of hard to criticise anybody for, uh, you know, for the way a young player performs on their debut, for example. Quite possibly, Jim, quite possibly. Yeah, but if you, I, I understand what you mean, but at the same time, if you never played them, you never know, do you? That's the mm. thing. And, and, and City didn't start with a single... Um, a single young player. The only players they've really, get, well, the only player I can think of they've given consistent chances to is uh, Ian Acho, isn't it? And they have a couple on the bench here and there. But uh, Nicky Butt is right in the way. If you're not going to play him, you'll never know. Yeah, but they do a pick while they're coming. Uh, we must move on. Southampton three, Liverpool two. What a great comeback! Uh, we'll talk about this just before we go to the championship. Manny Mr. Penley got a brace. Yeah. Pella finished it off. It's Ronald Koeman's birthday. At the same day of, of uh, recording, by Great the way. News. Same day as Ronaldinho. Ooh. Any other Ronald... Dean, Ronald... Ronald... McDonald's. What's happening here? <laughs> what, what is happening? <laughs> I said it because Pete wasn't here. Little Ronald off. Yeah, he'd have, he'd have some Ronald opinions. Of some robust Ronald-based opinions. How, big, how big's their TV? I don't know. <laughs> what about Southampton, eh? Yeah. Only four points off uh, full spot. Can we talk about the uh, the Sturridge dummy? Because it was like it was less a piece of football and more like you know those movies with names like Street Danced, where people get served yeah, on the street. Yeah. It was yeah. like that. It was incredible. It was brilliant. Sturridge has got a bit of, a bit of that about him. He loves right. it. He loves a dance. That's also. why he's Roy Hodgson's number one striker, not goalkeeper. He will be, won't he? He, he, will he be. is. Yeah, he will. That, be. Apparently so. Apparently so. Um, we're going to talk about the championship and a few other leagues after this. They're men of the world, not you regular rabble. They love a bit of that. Hash, hashtag travel. Welcome back to the Football Ramble. Yes, that's us. Uh, oh, and don't forget the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bet365. It's coming at you on Fridays. Now the championship's coming at you. Middlesbrough won Hull nil. David Nugent. Hey. The difference. I mean, he was the difference, Jim. You he can't deny that. Was. He factually was the difference. I'd be an idiot to deny it. Yeah, but <laughs> <coughs> my, my voice um, broke there. I was so passionate about that. My Twitter feed blows up when yeah. he scores. It's the, it's the most popular thing on my Twitter feed. I get I get hammered with tweets. Yeah. Mm. And I know it was a great goal and a dramatic goal and all that other stuff, but it's very, very funny. Beautiful, beautiful, yeah. So they're, they're, they're in contention, obviously, at Hullar uh, as well. Brighton back into the automatic spots, although Borough have a game in hand on them. They do. What about the Brian Clough derby? Yeah, this is a strange. Is one, it fair isn't it? to say both teams have fallen off since those days? <laughs> it, sounds a bit, it seems a bit patronising. Well, Nottingham Forest fans yeah. were singing "Champions of Europe." You'll never sing that. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt they were all there. They all witnessed yeah, it. Yeah, ridiculous, flipping ridiculous. But I mean, Harry Redknapp is said to have an immediate impact as Derby County advisor. I love the Who fact has advice. I love this. Let me just say something real quick about yeah, this situation, please. The reason he's an advisor, and I hope you guys realise this, but for the people listening who don't, the reason Harry Redknapp is an advisor is because he was a director of football in quotes at Portsmouth before he took over as manager. Yeah, he then spent most of his time since being out of a job talking about how pointless directors of football are and how you need to have managers to have autonomy and when he got offered this job obviously his love 
love for the green stuff. Couldn't stop him turning <laughs> taking it. But he couldn't really sleep. Even he couldn't sleep at night being called the director of football after stuff he said. Can I just make the point that when, when Luke says uh, about Harry Redknapp's love for the green stuff, he, me- he means grass and his passion for football. Yeah, yeah. I do. Definitely. That is absolutely what I mean. Well, it's yeah. when they eat the grass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does it all the time in training. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> yeah, Redknapp is an advisor because if it goes well, he can go, well, you know, I just said a few things to the boys, you know, perked them yeah. up and that. Yeah. And if it goes badly, well, obviously an advisor, I can only have a certain uh, Yeah, I don't really understand any of that technology. My dog deals with all of that. There, <laughs> um, Current head coach Darren uh, Wassell said that uh, he wanted Redknapp to speak to the team before, uh, during and after kickoff. Um, well, that's just the manager then, being yeah, the manager. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but according to uh, Wassell, I think that's how you pronounce it, he said to uh, Redknapp, he said, can you speak to the boys before uh, the kickoff?" And he went, I'll leave it to you. I was like, well, you... well, well that's his <laughs> advice. Money. That's I his lo- advice. <laughs> Manage the team. <laughs> he, he wants him to speak to the team before and after kickoff and at halftime, right? He, wants to, he doesn't want him to play left back, but he wants him to stop the crosses, <laughs> provide an overlap and tuck in when they're tacking down the other flank. Yeah. Right, left back then. He wants him to be a left back then. He's, he's just the manager's job. Well, apparently he came down at halftime and had a chat with uh, Wessel and Kevin Phillips. I, I don't know if he addressed the team or not. How weird. Imagine that. You're at halftime and then Harry Redknapp's just in the doorway and disappears. <laughs> <laughs> what is the, what's the point? Are you going to post that just, envelope? Just from being there. Just from osmosis, he can make the team good. <laughs> Jim, if you think that's weird, he's not only going to be helping out Derby County, he's taken over as the manager of Jordan in their yeah. quest for World Cup 2018 qualification. It's only like two or three games, isn't it? It, it's which only... might make it weirder I'm not sure I was going to say Jim it's only two or three games of him managing a Middle Eastern side it's brilliant mm. I, can't, I, can't, I, can't... I can't imagine the appeal of managing a Middle Eastern side for this, Harry Redknapp this is the man who didn't want to go to Newcastle <laughs> because it was too far away so how how has this come about <laughs> you know how it's come I, of about of course I do but I'm trying <laughs> to be a bit, dog I'm trying to be a bit arch <laughs> I, I, to be fair actually I respect that if, if a national team comes, go on, it's a couple of games, why not? You've got to hand it to Redknapp there, have you not? I know it, you loathe to. It but... remains to be seen, doesn't it? Yeah, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, apparently uh, he's uh, friends with uh, former FIFA presidential candidate Prince Ali bin Al Hussein. Old Red has said, I'm friends with Prince Ali and wanted to take charge over... Sorry, I'm friends with Prince Ali and wanted him to take charge from Set Blatter. He asked me if I'd managed Jordan for a couple of matches and I agreed. Has he seen the desert and thought it's Sandbanks? I thought, oh, they're a local team, I'll go there. Is that Dorset? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a bit of beach football. Yeah. He didn't want to relocate to Newcastle. <laughs> Jordan is second in their qualifying group behind Australia with the top two going through to the next round. Imagine yeah. old Red is managing it a World Cup. Or, or messing it up. Imagine if they didn't go through now. Or imagine if it, Jordan beat England in the World Cup 2018 and then managed by Harry Redknapp. Oh that, that was the, we'd all have to give up. We'd all have to give up. <laughs> that would be the end of it. Yeah. We'll say right now if that happens, we're gone. <laughs> uh, before we go to La Liga, we've got to mention Huddersfield beating Leeds 4-1 mm. in uh, that Yorkshire derby. Steve Evans' team taking a beating. What a surprise result that was, Jim. Yeah, not, not good times. It was much needed for Huddersfield because it sort of. A, I mean, they probably weren't going to get relegated anyway, but it gives yeah. them a, a large amount of breathing space. Mm. And a, obviously, lo- local spoils. Yeah, mm. worth a mensch certainly. Uh, in La Liga, uh, Atletico lost to Sporting Gijón. Uh, yeah, not not good times for Atletico because they've also been drawn against Barcelona in the Champions League. But uh, what, what, what are you guys that, saying? That never ends well. But weren't you guys? One of you guys saying that the, the best chance a team has got to beat Barcelona in Champions League is probably going to be a Spanish team. It, well, it probably would be Atletico because they've got the best defence in Europe, so it's the best attack in Europe against the best defence. Yeah, okay. So, uh, and actually, Atletico tend to do all right against Barcelona. Well, no, they don't actually. If you look at the record, I don't think Simeone's ever got the better of Luis oh, Enrique. Really? Yeah, he's not got a good oh, record right. against him. But that could all change, Jim. Indeed. You know, but it, it, Atletico, they're struggling to score. 
And that's the problem. You know, defensively superb. Yeah, if you see the goals that... Um, I mean, they're essentially competing with Barcelona and Real Madrid at the top of the table. Barcelona, 86 goals for. Real Madrid, 87. Atletico, 46. Mm. Wow. Maybe it'll go to penalties again. There you are. But then Barcelona are fallible. I mean, look at Villarreal. They came back from 2-0 down. Well, if it goes to penalties, Barcelona are absolutely screwed because yeah. they can't score them. <laughs> yeah. That's it. They should, they, That's I mean, it. Blunt them for they two should play, games. They should play for pens. Mm. I mean, they beat PSV on penalties. They've got pedigree. It's as easy I, would, as that. I would love that so much. I would respect it so much oh, it, if one of the greatest attacking yeah. forces of you know in the history of world football were just completely done over, just had a proper <laughs> number done on them. But the way you said that is like it's the easiest thing in the world. Barcelona for 180 minutes, play for pens. Yeah, just just defend. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be 180 minutes, would it? Why? Because you'd have extra time. Oh yeah, it'd be even more. It'd be 240 minutes. 210. Oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> Well, the, you know, the penalties might last a while. They might. 214. A number of minutes. Yeah, yeah no, because it's 120 minutes. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, you're right. It's 210. Yeah, Thank all right. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, that's all right. Um, yeah, Villarreal uh, came from 2-0 down. And that was when the referee had a stinker. Referee! <laughs> yet another blunder. <laughs> How is Jeremy Matthew in that Barcelona side? Picked by the manager, mate. Yeah. Mm. Uh, all right. <laughs> Um, Denis Suarez played well for Villarreal. He was sold by Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was an interesting one because Real Madrid kind of blocked his move back to Barcelona because Barcelona wanted to buy him only if Villarreal got Denis Cheryshev from Real Madrid. Madrid. But he went to Valencia. But he went to Val- Real Madrid then sold him to Valencia on purpose so they wouldn't get <laughs> rid of Denis Suarez. And, and so they didn't have a replacement for Denis Suarez and thus he stayed at Villarreal. So Barcelona didn't get him. Like I the, mean, they've got enough. Yeah. To, expand, to expand on the sort of, the sort of frivolous point about Matthew, it's like, yeah, Barcelona haven't exactly got an amazing track record with, with signing defenders, really, have they? They, they hate to sign defenders. That's Vermaelen yeah. getting on. Yeah, they hate to sign defenders. They, they do. Really well, Mascherano has to play back there. Yeah. yeah, and Alex Song was as well. They genuinely seem to prefer. Yeah, yeah, Torre. He played there for a while, yeah. yeah Sorry, did yeah. He played there for a while. It's yeah. an interesting strategy, and it obviously works for them. I've, I think Bush gets us filled in there as well on, on occasion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> slagging off Barcelona. Yeah. I don't slugs. know what they're doing. Pathetic <laughs> idiots. Real Madrid, though, eh? Four 0 against Sevilla. Gareth Bale is now the highest scoring British player in La Liga history with four to three goals overtaken Gary Lineker. Booed off, I would imagine. Yeah, probably. Yeah, not good enough. That is incredible, isn't it? Yeah. He's having a. You know, if anybody says, "Oh, Gareth Bale, has he been a success at Real Madrid?" Oh, yes, of course he has. Of course he has, Jim. Of course he has. Okay, actually, is the wider point, can you be a success at Real Madrid if they're booing Ronaldo? <laughs> it's like they say, um, all political careers eventually end in failure. It's the same with all Real Madrid careers, really. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo misses third penalty of the season. What is the matter? in Are penalties getting harder to score in La Liga? It's a fair point, Jim. It's a fair question. Maybe that was sarcastic. Yeah, maybe. It was spoofing Messi. Karen Benzema back in the side with a lovely one, though. Mm. El Clasico's up next for them. Madrid, no, only one point off second, but still 10 points off the top. That seems crazy, doesn't it? Get to Gary Neville. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Oh, Gary, go now. <laughs> they were chanting. I love that. It's clearly been through some sort of internet translator. Gary, go, go now. now. <laughs> Gary, go now. <laughs> Gary. I know they were chanting donkey as well. I mean, there's no... I think that football fans should should chant sarcastically. So if their team's playing really well, they should be going, you know, chanting his name and stuff because he would know. But he also he also said something in the newspapers today, which is that I've decided to stay with Valencia rather than report to England due to the coach with England because I think it's more important that I stay here. You carry on like this, mate. We don't want you anywhere near our team, thanks very much. <laughs> yeah, you cursed. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Is he going to relegate them? There's a chance. There's not a chance. They're six points off, aren't they? They should stay out. Six points off. 
with, with eight games left. Neville G, too relegator. To, how many times we had too good to go down, eh? Yeah. Uh, before we move on, Real Madrid, they've drawn Wolfsburg in the Champions League. They'll be happy with that. They're very, very happy <laughs> with that because one of their fierce rivals will be will be out the competition. You would imagine Madrid will go through, especially when you look at um, Wolfsburg and some of their players, the way they've been behaving of late. Nicholas Bentner was fined last week for sleeping in and turning up 45 minutes late for training. I just slept in and didn't hear my alarm. It's my mistake. Well, we can all agree on that, Nick. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Well, Wolfsburg are essentially an average Bundesliga team. Oh, they're better than average. Not this season, they're not. Okay. Eighth in the Premier. In the Premier. Eighth in the. Premier, <laughs> no, that is impressive. Yeah. Eighth in the. Is it eighth in the Premier League any better? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Max Cruz, one of Wolfsburg's better players, was fined twenty thousand pounds for leaving sixty thousand pounds in poker winnings in the back of a taxi. The last thing yeah. you want. <laughs> exactly. Who's the one who's been busted for? Is He's he, lost eighty grand. There. Yeah. Is he been busted for eating too much Nutella as well? That's the one. Yeah, I, I like him more for that. <laughs> I would love to know what that cab driver's doing now. Yeah. Surely he's not just handed that in. Smearing Nutella all over himself with uh, used <laughs> German banknotes. Euros. Euros. Yeah. Uh, right, to Serie A. Uh, Napoli beat Genoa 3-1. Iguin keeps Napoli in the title race. It's good, that. There's a genuine title challenge yeah. there in, in, in Italy uh, from someone else other than Juventus. Although Ju- <laughs> Juventus, uh, they did beat uh, Torino 4-1 in the derby. This is absolutely fantastic because, they, as you said, they played Torino in the derby, in the, in the derby of Turin. And Buffon needed to go four minutes. No, th- yeah, he needed to go three minutes mm-hmm. and one second to break Sebastiano Rossi's mm. uh, long-held got clean sheet record. 22-year record. Got for, for Milan in the 90s. And... Under the great Capello, that yeah. side, I think they've been 50 odd games unbeaten or something. Yeah, but because they played Torino, mm. uh, Torino were all of a sudden really keen to not let him have the record. Yeah. It was really petty to the point of where like, they were, the players were giving interviews before the game about what they were going to do to stop him getting it. <laughs> and Ima, Immobile Score, was like. Presumably. Uh, Immobile was interviewed Immobile. about this. Yeah. Immobile, sorry, yeah. And, and, he, and the end of his quote was. We'll give it a go. <laughs> like, that's all they were thinking about. But that, you should be doing that anyway. Yeah. It doesn't matter who the keeper is. That's all they cared about. Yeah, so but the, I also like the Buffon. Obviously, he broke oh, the record, didn't he? It, well, it was 922 or 23 minutes was the record. He got 974. I was gutted it wasn't 1,000. Yeah. yeah. Imagine that, 1,000. I mean, look, let's be honest, it's decent. But he did no say... It'll stand a while. Mm. And he did say it's, 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 he's really, really pleased that it came so late in his career because he said he liked yeah. to appreciate the subtlety of it if it had come earlier on, you know. So. Yeah, definitely. He broke yeah. this was... Truly wonderful. Yeah, on Twitter, he, he he tweeted a picture of an open letter he wrote to the goal he protected for so many years, or has protected for so many years, Jim. Here we go. Bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. I was 12 when I turned my back on you, denying my past to guarantee you a safe future. I went with my heart. I went with my instinct. But the day I stopped looking you in the face is also the day I started to love you, to protect you, to be your first and last line of defence. I promised myself to do everything, not to see your face again, or that I would do it as little as possible. It was painful every time I did turn around, realising I'd disappointed you. We have always been opposites, yet we are complementary like the sun and the moon, forced to live side by side without being able to touch. Teammates for life, a life in which we are denied all contact. More than 25 years ago I made my vow. I swore to protect you, to look after you, a shield against all your enemies. I always thought you were about welfare, I always thought about putting your welfare first, even ahead of my own. When I was age 12 I turned my back on the goal and I will keep doing it for as long as my legs, my head and my heart allow. Oh my god. God. The ramblings of a maniac. The ramblings of a maniac. Can you imagine David Seaman saying that? No, no, I can't. <laughs> if, if, an, if an English player did say that, they'd be, as you say, hailed as a maniac. Yeah. Well, Gary, David Seaman would just go, oh, just, just try and save as many as I can. <laughs> I thought that was absolutely super. That is brilliant. Oh, dearie me. Dearie me. Right then. Um, 
what are we doing now then? Shall we go to the highlights of the week with Luke Moore? Yeah, why not, eh? Let's go to the highlights of the week. I've got a few here. Um, I don't know how many we can squeeze in, but I'll give it a go. Giddy um, after that Buffon thing. Yeah. Mm. Tom, Tom Rosillo says, uh, my highlight of the week is Luton goalkeeper Elliot Justin, which is obviously spelt just ham, nice. uh, being serenaded by opposition fans with the chant, you're just a shit Tesco sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Uh, ben Fraser, <laughs> he good. says... Um, he said, Ben Fraser says, Spurs, in a, Spurs are in the shout. Um, sorry, Spurs are within a shout of the first league title in 50 years and playing great football, yet they still can't get the neutrals behind them thanks to Leicester, which is quite a good point. Not yeah, what I've seen yeah. made before. Um, is he an Arsenal fan? Uh, he doesn't say. <laughs> Stuart McKeown, this is a good one. He says, To complete my hat trick of Port Vale highlights, and I hope you're not offended, Stuart, but I don't remember your other two. <laughs> <laughs> this week's highlight includes going to try and watch Port Vale, only to find that the, only, the tickets were left for me under the wrong name and I couldn't get in. Anyway, they've got beat. 4-0 so I couldn't care less I had a KFC instead <laughs> and that's the real quiz for 90 minutes yeah. <laughs> the longest KFC bucket. ever yeah. a trough and I, you must have spent a lot more than it would have been for a Port Vale yeah. ticket if you spent 90 minutes constantly in KFC <laughs> um Oh, James Anderson talks about um, Benitez wearing their South Park socks. Mm. Um, he says, uh, in just a week, the Newcastle United Circus has reduced a genuine A-grade European manager to this. <laughs> Which is a nice way of looking at it. And is I, that I, actually, is that like, put them on? Yeah, you're wearing yeah. the South Park socks. Come on, we've got a new range. Yeah. Go on, do the Bart We're doing novelty socks cartoon. now. <laughs> um, you've probably got on the Sports Direct. But I want to end with this one by Ben Crespin. He says, uh, over in South America... Uh, disgraced ex-Chilean FA president mm. Sergio Hadoué recently had his WhatsApp status update leaked online uh, and having travelled to Miami to plead guilty to charges of racketeering and wire fraud as part of the <laughs> FIFA scandal you would think he would walk away with his tail between his legs ashamed and looking to avoid any more controversy alas no <laughs> the aforementioned WhatsApp status translates essentially to this beach pool no, war- no work shorts flip flops sun and sand equals holidays and the rest of you can all fuck off <laughs> Oh my goodness. What a terrible... All accompanied with a profile picture of him in a hat and shades. Oh, Loving it. On the right. FIFA gravy train. Brilliant. Kicked off the FIFA gravy train. Not bothered. Doesn't You'll never care. find that money. It, oh, there's another gravy train next to it. <laughs> yeah. Picking up all the people. Still living a life of luxury just now. Far oh. less admin. I love it when it just, it's just flip-flop sun and sand equals holidays and the rest of you can fuck off. Yes. <laughs> just leave it there. It's so shameless. It's, it's like when That's you... That's to his mates. I know. I want <laughs> That's his mates who presumably have got proper jobs. Yeah, He's in a WhatsApp group with them. You know, I mean, you, you don't have your enemies on WhatsApp. He yeah. doesn't have mates with proper jobs. Let's no, be honest. No. He left their music out. Well, they might have to get jobs. Now. The mugs? They won't. Luke. They will not. Go back to your muggy little jobs. He's saying. <laughs> <laughs> My highlight was Harry Kane becoming the fifth Englishman to score 20-plus goals in consecutive seasons, uh, along with, of course, Andy Cole, Les Ferdinand, uh, Robbie Fowler and Alan Shearer. I thought you were going to give us a little quiz with the other four. Well, that would have been good. Oh, sorry. That, that's what I'm, I would have called good content. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've pushed for time. We are. Mm. Yeah. We are. We are. Go on, Jim. A website roundup, you if you will. A website roundup. Okay, so this week the internet decided that a two hundred million pound polar research ship should be should be named Boaty McBoatface, <laughs> yeah, which we've excellent. all seen and loved. If you think this is what the internet was invented for, please visit thefootballramble.com, where you'll find more of the same, including video footage of John Barnes and his most successful managerial appointment to date, what the Eiffel Eiffel Tower would actually look like with Zlatan's nose attached mm. to it, how to improve your experience of being an Arsenal fan, Nike and the FA combining forces to troll England supporters <laughs> like never before, and evidence that the Charlton 
board, far from being perturbed by recent fan protests, is actually looking to escalate hostilities. You can follow Kelly at Kelly underscore Wells on Twitter. Her first tweet was about an iPhone tethering agreement, and quite frankly, it hasn't got better. Marvellous. Marvellous. Remember, if you want to get in touch, the email address is show at thefootballramble.com. The Twitter is at footballramble. The website, of course, is thefootballramble.com. We're on Facebook and Instagram. We also do little videos after the show on Twitter. On, uh, on a Monday evening. And just on, a little video. And on Instagram as well. And an Instagram. It's just if anyone wants to see what you look like, Marcus. Exactly. Uh, Which a lot uh, of people do. Miraculously, yeah, some people do. So. Can you believe that? Yeah. Uh, apologies in advance for what I look like. <laughs> it's um, a bit late for that. Yeah. <laughs> I've been apologising for a long time. Yeah. And remember to check out our animation by the good people, or the good man at 44 Tunes, of course. That is on youtube.com forward slash football ramble. Yeah, uh, you know, like when you get the bottom of um, articles, like these 10 people you won't believe exist. It's sort of like that. So yeah. check mm. it out. Yeah, absolutely. Any more for any more? I've got nothing. We're done. done. All right then. Spent. Say goodbye, Jim. Bye, mate. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skrætter alle de der podcast og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel.